Go ahead. Go ahead. Start us off. How are you feeling? Check in. You go first. I'm feeling a little excited, a little nervous, um, a little scared. Nervous, scared, excited. Why? Why are you nervous? Why are you scared? Um, I, I it just feels like this nervous energy. Like we don't know what we're doing. We don't. Yeah, know what I we're feel that do. too. Yeah, I feel nervous. And state of the pod. It's a state of the pod cast yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Because we got an email from someone. Oh, do I know? Do I know about? Yeah, this you email? sent me the email. Um, saying that I was a psycho. Oh. <laughs> Check my Twitter feed. Listen to the podcast. I was going to come to the workshop, but uh, I'm concerned that Dave is insane. Uh, not exactly. Um, and then I, I got uh, self-conscious. I, I, uh, I turned on myself. Is that what happened? Well, listen, it, it, I understand. Out of context, uh, for people who know me, and they listen to the podcast. I think it's it's different because uh, they uh, they know me, and so I think they they're forgiving and they understand that maybe there are times when I'm expressing myself in a way that is exploratory, that I'm experimenting, that I'm letting my id go. But if you don't have that context, if you don't know me. Uh, you might miss the nuance and make some judgments and assumptions about who I am and what I think and or how I think. And uh, that might uh, dissuade you from coming to a workshop. And, and I, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I want people to come to the workshop. So I thought maybe we should stop doing the podcast because I don't know if I can stop myself from losing my mind in the podcast because it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to just let go Shit, and complain about everything. Where's my scream bell? And yell. I forgot, forgot my bell. Your bell? <laughs> you need the bell right now? No, I'm just, I just, when you said that, I was like, shit, I better have my bell yeah, where's just the in bell? case. I'm not, I'm not, no, I think that those days are over. Oh, right. I'm retiring that. That experiment is over. It's like when... I started working with Anne and I was given a lot of permission to just express myself. Mm-hmm. And I was a good boy all my life. I, I could be uh, out of control and aggressive in sports, but otherwise I was good. And all of a sudden I had this permission to, to be an asshole, to just say what I wanted, to not be nice. And I took advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And I did that for two years. And it created a lot of energy in the room because- it, You did it for two years? For, Meaning, two, for two years in, in, in steady in workshops. It oh, in really workshops. really in workshops and then into the training mm-hmm. where I would uh, just say whatever I felt. And it wasn't always nice. And that was the experiment. That was the invitation from Anne. And she would always use it and uh, good things would come of it. And by the end of the workshop, people generally- would be an appreciation for me, mm-hmm. for my risk, because of course they wanted to give themselves permission to mm-hmm. be an asshole as well. But then there was a moment where Anne said to me, is this serving you anymore? And I thought about it and I thought, no, it's not serving me. Like I, I, I've done it. I did it. I got it out. 
and uh, maybe there was uh, another place for me to go. But that that's vulnerable. That was very vulnerable for me. Mm. If you've been a good boy all your life, mm-hmm. to let people see that you're not so good. Mm-hmm. In fact, you can be not nice and cruel mm-hmm. and judgmental. To let that be seen was vulnerable. But there was another level of vulnerability. And Anne called me on it. And I felt the truth of that. And I've said this before on the podcast, maybe... Maybe it's time to to move on from the experiment of letting the whole world see the part of me that's judgmental and an asshole and cruel. And I mean, I've been right about everything. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to go that. So and I was right about everything back then too. But there's but nice just, there's nice ways to say it. Right. But you just said that that you might not be able to help it. I can help it. Well, sometimes. Sometimes I need to rant and rave. It's good. It's good to get it out. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's time to uh, to contain myself and to accept the world as it is. That's been the challenge mm-hmm. for me, coming to terms with what the world actually is and the, the, the disappointment and the frustration, the anger. I think it's the five stages of grief that I've been experiencing mm-hmm. as my illusions have been shattered. I think there's a period of time I was, I was extremely angry about it. I, I felt betrayed and I felt I had a right to express myself, to say what I wanted to say. But it's, is it serving me anymore? I don't think so. Right. Well, is this podcast serving? Well, that's the other question. You, me, us, our work. Is it? That's what we have decided to explore on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Isn't that for the audience to decide? Maybe in part. I mean, I've thought about it. We've been asked, you know, when's our next podcast coming right. out? And um, yeah, and I have thought as I was driving here today, I was like, I don't have a clear answer, yes or no. Mm-hmm. You know, do I, do I want this podcast to continue? Do I not? But also, but, I, but I've been, I was thinking like, is this serving? Like, yeah. is it ser- serving people? I mean, I know that we have, uh, you know, I don't know how big it is. Maybe it's a small, but very loyal following. Yes. People who listen to every podcast, people who are uh, getting a lot out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I just received uh, a, a handwritten card from one of our listeners expressing how much, you know, this is, you know, how much it's changed her life. Wow. And so, you know, that there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize, actually, until this just now, I didn't realize that the reason that you had said you weren't sure whether we should continue this podcast was after that, after I sent you that email. <coughs> yeah. And so now I'm thinking, what? No, we're not stopping the podcast because of that email. What? No, no. I thought this had something to do with, you know, you and I have a very strong intention to grow our practice, you know, grow this work, grow our business. Right. um, Individually and together you know and so if this is not in service to that 
if if people are listening and then suddenly not wanting to come, then then we should stop the podcast. I thought it was coming from that place. Not well, it is. It is coming from that place. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, I mean, we got an email from somebody who questioned whether or not they should come because of what they heard in the podcast from me specifically. Well, that yes, that's true. But we've also we we also had somebody somebody previous question the same thing. Yeah. And you you had a conversation with them, and they completely did a three sixty turn yes. around. Mm-hmm. Not only came to the workshop, wanted to sign up for our training, that's and so. True. You know that's that's a our, our training that we don't even have yet. That's not mm-hmm. not in existence, and so and wanted to help us promote it. So, you know, that's yeah. So, what made this time different? I get scared. Mm. Oh, what what were you scared of? I guess I still have this place where I can be made bad. And I contract a little bit and then question it. And and it's not like they don't have a point. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's a responsibility that I have to take on that I've been unwilling to take on up until now. It comes with the job. There's transference. Mm-hmm. And you have to use that transference. And And part of the technique traditionally for therapists is to be blank slates. Right. So what we're doing is unusual. It's not traditional. But also, this is what the world is now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's out there, but not everybody's all the way out there. There's lots of therapists on TikTok and Instagram, but they're not necessarily getting into their personal life or revealing their shadows the way that we are. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're doing. That's the choice we made. But the question is, is it serving? Yeah. Is it serving? For for people who know us, I think it's interesting to listen to mm-hmm. us reveal these aspects of ourselves. But if you if you've not, if you don't know us, if you're coming to it cold, I think it's confusing. Mm-hmm. Can be. Right. And so I don't want to push people away. I don't want to placate to the audience either. But I want, maybe to be, there, I want to be wise about it. Well, maybe there has been a way that we have wanted to push certain people away. Yeah, maybe unconsciously. I don't think unconsciously. I think consciously. Really? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you you said, you know, it's like, I don't want those people. Right. And so has that changed? Um. No, I do want those people. Because I think there are more nuanced and uh, refined ways to reveal to people the truth. It doesn't have to be so uh, blunt Mm. and uh, direct and confrontational. I mean, I'm not that in workshops. That's the thing. Right. I'm I'm not that at all. I mean, I can be when if I step into a role Mm -hmm. and I can play that part, but it's everybody knows, they know what it is that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And there's already been a tremendous amount of safety that's been created. People generally trust me in the workshop Mm -hmm. because they can feel me and they can feel my good intention and they can feel my skill. So there's no problem there. But yeah, when you hear things on the podcast, it's... It's easy to 
pass a judgment. I understand. Mm-hmm. I would too. I mean, I'm judging all the time. Mm-hmm. So does it serve? You feel really different to me today. Really? Yeah. In a good way or? Yeah, like like you've matured. Like Jesus. How depressing. <laughs> matured. No, I yeah, I know. Maybe that's what it is. I'm maturing. 53, finally growing up. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all are. Thank God, you know. It could yeah. be it could be worse. It's true. Well, I have no choice. I mean, and as you're talking, I mean, in this moment, it makes me think, no, let's keep going. Really? I mean, isn't it cool to see somebody grow, Mm. like your therapist or, you know, somebody in this position, like watch the evolution? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's that's just the thought that I just had. Okay. I, I enjoy... I enjoy watching your evolution. Maybe I just don't know what we're going to talk about anymore because I'm completely bored with everything that's going on in the culture and politics. Hmm. I've checked out mostly. What are you interested in? The business, growing the business. That's all I really care about. Hmm. Growing the business, growing my reach, you know, bringing more people into the workshops, exposing them more to the work, and then seeing where that goes. I mean, there are certain ideas I have about where I want it to go, but I can also feel that it's going to unfold in unexpected ways, and I'm curious about that. And I feel that if I put all my attention and energy into it, it's going to happen. It can't not happen. You know, once I, I'm like a dog on a bone. Once I focus on something... I know I can make it happen. Mm, mm-hmm. So maybe there's been some way that I've, yeah, I've been half in, half out. And now I feel like I'm all in or at least 95% of the way in. I mean, I'm getting up every day. I'm writing. I mean, that's all I'm doing all day long. It's all I'm thinking about is what am I, what am I going to do tomorrow? How am I going to, what, what's the video I'm going to make next? And, and what's, do I want to do something different? You know, I'm experimenting. So that feels good. It feels easy Mm. because when you're focused on one thing, life becomes very easy. There's only one thing to think about. You're just on this straight, narrow path. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what what, what are we going to talk about? Is it going to be entertaining to people if I'm not riffing about the insanity of the culture? I mean, I still have some things to fucking say. I mean, come on, it's crazy out there. But the, it's over. It's just the whole thing is, I've accepted. I've accepted the madness. It's hard to come to terms with. Mm. But the downfall is here. The empire is crumbling. And I think the best strategy is to get to work. That's how to get out of the matrix of this madness. Stop paying attention to it. Right. Don't give it any energy. Redirect. Right. And I, you know, again, I feel a deep sense of satisfaction that I've been right about everything. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, really, it's it's astonishing. I'm an oracle. 
Oh. I'm a wizard. There's no question about it. I don't know where I got this gift from. How do I see things? Scott Adams has been going on and on. I don't know. Scott Adams is somebody I follow online. And he, I don't know if he was promoting the Vax, but he got the Vax. And, you know, he's he's very into persuasion. He was the first guy to come out and say that Trump was going to win back in 2015. Mm-hmm because he's the best natural persuader that he'd ever seen. And if you really understand the art of persuasion, you realize it's the persuaders who essentially run the world. And if you have somebody who's better than everybody else, they, they, they're wizards. They can dominate. They can make things happen. Mm. Because essentially, we are all run by our unconscious mind and somebody who can get in and influence your unconscious mind can control everything. And Scott Adams, who is a student of persuasion, considers considers himself a, a great persuader, hypnotist, one might say. I mean, he is a trained hypnotist, mm. said that Trump was the best natural persuader he'd ever seen and that there was just no way that he could lose. And he was right. So he rose to prominence because of that. He's also the the creator of Dilbert, the cartoon strip Dilbert. And so he's been a uh, popular and controversial figure on Twitter, and he's always running some angle. It's hard to know often what he really thinks because he's always persuading. He's Mm -hmm. always doing something. And he came out and finally said, I admit it. I'll take the loss. The anti-vaxxers were right about the vaccine. And it was a big moment because he was pushing back against it, mm. uh, basically saying nobody could have known whether you got the vax or you didn't get the vax. It was a guess mm-hmm. that there wasn't right. enough data out there and fear was motivating your, your decision. You were either afraid of COVID or you were afraid of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so even though he admitted that he was wrong, he still went on to say, but the other side essentially got lucky, Mm. which didn't sit well, obviously, Mm. with a lot of the people who did not get the vax, including myself. And he's been running this angle where he's been kind of playing with people, like explain to me how you figured it out. And then shooting down all their rationales, basically keep keeping coming back to this idea that you got lucky. You mm-hmm. didn't know. The data wasn't there. You couldn't have known. Mm-hmm. And what I would say to Scott Adams, who calls himself the simulation wrangler, is no, I did know because <laughs> I felt into the field where all the information is. The truth is in the field and you can feel what's true. So I knew this all along. I knew what was going to happen. I could feel it. And a lot of people did. Mm. They could feel that something was off. Mm -hmm. They couldn't name it. They didn't need the data. And it wasn't about, well, I just don't trust the government, so I'm not getting this. Or they're just being reactionary because of the mandates. You know, when, when there's a demand on you to do something, there's a lot of people, myself included, that just push back the other way. And so maybe there's some of that for me. Maybe there's an emotional reaction. But I really felt like something's off here. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's you know, that's what I want to say to him. You think you're the, the master persuader. You think you're the simulation wrangler. There's another level, buddy. 
There's another level where you can go in. All information is available. It's all in the field. It's like a bear knows when winter is coming early. I mean, if we were to continue the podcast. Yes. This is where I think we and our listeners would should go. Our, right. Into the field. Mm-hmm. Gathering the information. And I, I think that, you know, we've talked about this, but the idea of like what wants to come through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the other fear. Right. I mean, I've been watching Jesse Elder mm-hmm. a lot. And this, you know, this dude's a wizard. He's incredible. And for those who don't know, Jesse Elder is a uh, action philosopher, I think is what he calls himself. He's a he's a writer. He's a coach, business coach, and just an interesting character. Action philosopher. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And he has built up a, a, a large following, and he's made some incredible videos, and he's he's fantastic on social media. I mean, he's got the whole thing figured out. And very, very smart. And I've been watching him and and watching uh, some of his courses, you know, going through his courses. And uh, he just gets on there and he just talks for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. I watched him do 90 minutes on New Year's Day. It just was astonishing. Mm. This guy's a real life preacher. I mean, an Alan Watts kind of character. I, I really see him at that level. Mm. And I, I think history will remember him that way. He's, I don't, I mean, he's incredible. He's way ahead. And I've been studying him and particularly his ability to just talk mm-hmm. nonstop. He's clearly channeling and he's saying the same thing in some ways. Uh, but he's saying it in a different way every time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you start to feel his philosophy. It's like Anne. Mm-hmm. When I finally tuned in to Anne, like there's a there's a uh, a belief, a structure, an operating principle inside of her, mm-hmm. and everything comes out through that container, through that lens. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that core container, that core belief, that core operating system. And you, you tap into it, you can just almost talk and teach endlessly. Mm-hmm. And any situation that comes up gets filtered through that. And then you can express uh, something relevant to that situation. But it's all in some way the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, can I do that? I want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to talk nonstop for an hour and make it interesting, make it compelling no ums, no you knows, no likes, because he doesn't have any of that. Mm. And he's a great storyteller. He's captivating, mm-hmm. and it goes right in, and it's incredibly inspiring, and you feel it change you. Mm. I mean, he's hypnotizing you. That's what he's doing. And I guess there's some part of me that thinks I can do that in my way, mm-hmm. and I do do that, mm-hmm. but I want to refine it. So last Monday... This most recent Monday, I had a Fortify Your Soul 
call. And I knew that I was going to teach about trauma, essentially, from the lens of core energetics. And I spent time preparing, but I didn't get anywhere. And I was frustrated with myself. I wanted to put together some slides and a presentation, but nothing was coming. And I started to judge myself, like, why, why can't you prepare mm. that? You should be prepared. You need to prepare something. It needs to be cohesive. And eventually I just said, wait a minute, don't resist the resistance. You're going to have to just turn on the camera, turn on the Zoom call and just go. Mm -hmm. And I did. And it was great. Mm. It felt good. And I watched it back and I was impressed. I was like, that was the best presentation that I've ever done. It wasn't perfect, but overall it was, I could feel that it was a true expression. I was present and I think it was impactful. So I guess I want to do more of that. What were you, what did you talk about? Just about the, the nature of trauma and, and how it impacts us and, and what happens to us and how it distorts our thinking and the ways that it manifests and how it manifests in our body, but also in our psychology and how we create, you know, an adapted self in response to it. And that becomes our identity. And then that identity creates our reality. And how do you, how do you undo that? I mean, first you have to see it and come to terms with it, which is not easy mm -hmm. to come to terms with what happened to us and how it affected us because you're letting go. You have to let go of everything that you know, everything you've been attached to, your whole operating system. And that's scary for people. But they're motivated by the fact that they are either miserable or unproductive or alone. Something's not working. They're in pain. And so that pain motivates them to make the change, to confront the fear that they're going to have to go through to make the change. So it was essentially that and all the ways that that plays out in different scenarios. And I told stories and it was good. Mm. So that was like, felt like a breakthrough for mm. me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd done it before, but it was different. And it's freeing because it's nice to be able to just talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a lot of wisdom. I've been working a lot for a long time trying to understand myself, trying to understand psychology, trying to understand the nature of trauma, trying to understand the nature of consciousness, whether it's through core energetics, whether it's through ayahuasca, whether it's through the red road. And part of what I've been doing with the writing and the videos is trying to consolidate that knowledge. And I've been doing that and it's mm -hmm. nice. Like how can I take this concept and put it together in a 60 second, 90 second video. And you, you're forced to tighten it up. And that forces you to, to um, examine any shortcuts in your thinking, to get specific, to get clear, because we're not always clear. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's been really helpful. But that's, I, you know, I can write and rewrite. I can shoot a video and then reshoot it if I don't like it mm -hmm. or if it's not clear. But when you just have to talk live on Zoom, 
you don't have that luxury. And also, I was asked to speak at uh, Danny Morell's workshop in March. I did a podcast with him, which went great. Mm -hmm. And I felt really in my flow there, like articulate and clear, more so than I'd ever felt before. Mm. And on the podcast, he invited me to come speak at his uh, event coming up in March. Mm. So, which I've always wanted to do that, but now it's like, okay, I gotta, I'm gonna have to speak. And you can't, I can't, what am I going to do? Memorize a 30 minute speech? No, you, 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 you have to have basic ideas, you know, a, a kind of structure, but you have to wing it essentially. Mm -hmm. So this is the edge for me now. I don't know what the question was. Well, I just was asking what you shared on at the fortify your right. soul, but, but I don't even I know mean, why some I started talking do, about this. Some people do memorize 30 minutes of, of speech, but it's, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Right. And I mean, my videos are scripted. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. I mean, not all of them, but most of them, because I'm taking a complex idea and I, I want to get it exactly right and tight. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to do that just off the cuff, but maybe It'll get easier. Maybe with more practice, I'll be able to do that. I think that that's why it's happening now. I think that mm. that's why it's getting easier for you because right. you have, there, there's something that you are forced, even in the writing, to get clear on. And as you get clear on what those things are, what those operating principles are inside of you, you know, what you believe, then everything from that place, the structure that you have inside of you then can allow the free flow of talking you yes know, like whatever wants to come through in the form of that structure you know like with the, with that structure mm -hmm. in place and so um you know i mean that's basically what you're saying is what everyone who's who's great in this capacity has those basic principles. And so I guess my question is, do you know what your principles are? I mean, nothing's popping to mind as you say that, but I, what I, maybe we can get into that. But what I wanted to say about that is you, in order to do that, to stand up in front of a room full of people and speak for a half an hour or to go get on a Zoom call and speak for an hour, you have to work off the basic assumption that you have something valuable to say mm -hmm. and hold that space and keep people engaged and trust that you can keep people engaged, that you are, you are interesting enough and what you have to say is interesting enough that people are going to pay attention for an hour. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I have doubts about that. I don't have doubts about facilitating. I feel very com comfortable, confident when I'm facilitating because it's I'm working off things. But standing in, up in front of a room full of people, it's a, it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. It's a different skill. And so, I, I yeah, there's there is that insecurity inside me. It's like, do I know what the fuck I'm talking about? Mm. I mean, I know I do, but 
it's also, am I ready? And maybe this has been the hesitation. Am I ready to put myself out in the world as an expert beside other experts? Mm-hmm. I didn't go to Harvard. I don't have an M, you know, a master's in applied psychology. I haven't written a book. And I guess there's some insecurity that, well, I'm not like those guys. And so is what I have to say, does it have any value? Because I'm more of a shaman type than I am an intellectual. But I think if you want to be successful, you have to learn to communicate effectively and clearly and stand up there confidently. And that's that's what wins. If you believe that you have something important and powerful to say, and you really believe it, and you embody that, and you're not full of shit, like you've actually acquired the wisdom in an honest way, the audience will also believe that because mm-hmm. they're feeding off you. Mm-hmm. So you, it's a form of hypnotism. Mm-hmm. You know, If you stand there believing that what you have to say is powerful, they're going to believe that. As long as you're in your integrity and you're present. Mm -hmm. But you have to do that. You have to stand there and hold the space. And so there's, it's an edge. It's a, it's a risk. It's the, I guess it's the next level. I mean, I remember it's a story I tell. I had a scene in Gilmore Girls. It was the big scene at the end of Christopher Returns, which is the first episode that I was in. The show was a hit at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's the final scene in the kitchen, seven pages. We're going to take all afternoon to shoot it. And we spent uh, three hours working on Lauren's side of it, her close-up. And, you know, took a break. It's like, okay, we're going to turn around, do Dave's side. And... So I've been doing the scene over and over and over again, but off camera. So I had it down, but it was like, now it's my turn. And the lights are on me, camera's on me, all the executives are there. Mm -hmm. And I remember them coming, knocking on my trailer door. It's like, we're ready for you. And walking down to the studio, you know, opening the door. It's like magical, right? It's like, it's Hollywood. And walking onto the set, and it's all about you. And you have to deliver. You have to perform. It's an important scene. It's an important character. It's a show that has a lot of energy and excitement around it. And everybody wants it to work. Everybody wants you to work. Everybody's, you know, I've won people over at this point, but this is this is the important scene. You can't get this wrong. Mm. Everything else is meaningless unless you get this scene right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I rose to the occasion. It's a great scene. I'm still proud of that scene. I'm proud of being able to, to, to deliver in that moment. But there's, there's more of that kind of thing ahead of me. Mm. There's more moments like that in my future. And it's scary. Well, I mean, back to our discussion about whether or not we continue this podcast, do you feel like you have something of value to share with this audience? 
uh, yeah, I guess. I guess I, I I guess I'm curious about the format of it. I wonder if the format has to change. Mm-hmm. If it's less just me and you bullshitting, not bullshitting, but I mean, we're using what's going on in our lives to to demonstrate a way of thinking about things that I think is it's a it's a teaching how we think how we're examining things we're always bringing it back to ourselves and what's going on in the unconscious and what's our shadow and what's the mask and what do we not want to feel or face I think that's valuable but is there a way to do it I don't know more directly and what what I don't know. I don't know. Like, oh, this is an episode we're going to talk about the shadow. And then oh, we, I see. We're going to teach specifically. Because that, that's what a lot of podcasts do. Mm-hmm. They pick a topic and they, they talk about it. it. Seems boring to me. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Nobody's listening to us for that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely thought about bringing other people on and that, you know, having. Yeah, we should bring Jana on. That's, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that feels exciting, yeah, to explore these, you know, what we're doing with mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How do you feel? I, st- I still feel the same. I feel excited and I feel a little nervous. I was, uh, I'm t- I feel like I want to <laughs> bring up something interpersonal that I haven't talked to you about yet. And I don't know. Am I in trouble? A little bit, but not really. Okay. Go ahead. Um, And and this is this is part of the reason why I like this format. I like what we're doing mm-hmm. is because there's something in the way that you and I process uh, that I think is we we do it in a way that go it goes somewhere, and um, I I always really appreciate that about you. You know, that I have uh, I have someone in my life that we can really go into all the places mm-hmm. of in a conflict. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a conflict with, with Jana, you know, when I was in Toronto recently. And we worked it out. And I was like, God, we should, this should be podcasted. You know, right. like these are things, you know, people don't know how to do this. And, um, I feel like we are good models for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I, I think that, that maybe the format needs to change. Maybe there's that too. Maybe it's also just the frequency, you know? Um, maybe it's not once a week. Maybe it's not once every other week. Maybe it's once a month, you know? And then we come back with, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that that That's my thought. But- in any case, let me get yeah. let 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 me get to this. Great. <laughs> I see you're preparing yourself. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. 
What did I say? I did something. I know. I already, I, I, I think I know, but go ahead. You do? I don't know. You go ahead. Wait, I want to hear what you. No, said. no, no, I'm not. No, why? Then, because if it's not that, then it's you know. No, I would love. Will you tell me what it is after? Yeah. Okay. Um, I want. I want to just say that it's not that I was. I've been holding this, and you know, like I think about it all the time, and mm -hmm. you know, it's. I just, I just haven't said anything. It happened in a moment. I was really upset in that moment. But then I was like, I'm, I'm going to let this one go because it just doesn't happen that often, almost never. Hmm. And so I just was, you know, just kind of, I'll, I'll let it go. But I haven't really been able to let it go. It keeps coming back every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like, I mean, I could have said something to you, not on the podcast, but I actually made a conscious choice that I was going to. I was going to say it to you on the podcast. With the intention to to humiliate me in front of the audience? <laughs> That's as, what I I actually thought that 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 it could be partly that. Yeah. Well, um, I probably deserve it. But also, yeah, uh because I do think there's a way that when we're doing the podcast, like you hear things differently sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I I like that. Mm. Um so um this was when we hired the painter guy to come paint our office. Yeah. And the day before he was coming, mm -hmm. you were looking for the paints. Do you remember this? Yeah. This is obviously not what you were thinking about at no, all. No, <laughs> no. I was looking for the paints. You were looking for the paints. And you called me. I wasn't, I wasn't here. I, I had left the paints here in mm -hmm. the office. And you couldn't find them. Do you remember this at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a different... Go ahead. Okay. So you called me and you you were like, hey, I'm, you know, the guy's coming tomorrow. Um, I can't find the paints. And I was like, oh, they're there in the office. And you, it was very quick. It was one word, mm -hmm. but the energy of it was intense. All you said was, where? And... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I got scared. Uh-huh. I hate that I got scared. I hate that. But that was my reaction. Yeah. And I immediately submitted. I could feel it in my body. I could feel everything in me. I was like, I got to make this right for Dave. Mm. And it was like, I, I think it's there. Maybe, maybe it's in my car, you know? And so I went to go look at my car. But I knew that I had left it in the office. I like it was but it was like I just I went into a place inside of myself that was like just I don't want Dave to be mad at me. It and it was just that. That's that's what was going on for me. I don't know what was going on for you, mm -hmm. but if I had not gone to that place, I would have just said what's up? <laughs> I still don't know, but they were little cans or they weren't like regular paint cans, right? No, they were regular paint cans. I still don't know where they were. <laughs> Honestly, I did not see any paint. Where were they? They were they were in the in the big room where all the where where all the the paint stuff was just on that two like gallons of yeah. paint. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. In any case, I 
yeah, it didn't feel good. Just the, the, the way that you said that, mm-hmm. the way that you asked me that question. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want you to talk to me like that. Mm. And I, I guess the reason why it keeps coming back is that like, it's this bracing that I have like inside of me that's like, okay, if he does that again, I'm coming at you. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to let that happen again, ever. And I don't, I don't want to be braced like that. I don't, I don't want to, like, that that's not, it's a defense. It's, yeah. And so I just wanted to say it to mm-hmm. you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't like that. Mm. It didn't feel good. And I don't, and, and I actually do, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I, I do want to know what was happening for you in that moment. And and also in that moment, you were rushed. So it wasn't like we could have a full-on discussion. So I knew that, you know, you were just trying to find this thing and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I can feel, I guess, there. I have this embarrassment or this, like, shame that I go into this submissive place, not just with you, uh-huh. just like whenever that energy comes to me, it's like an immediate response inside my body. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm working. I'm really working. I mean, I think, you know, even on this podcast, I've, I've been working to, to hold myself in a different place. But it's, yeah, it, I, I, I just wanted to, to, to say that to you. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's uh I don't want to make this a gendered thing, but I I think I like there's a place where I yeah, I I I'm not yeah, I'm not sensitive to um like I don't care about your feelings in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like and where the fuck are they? Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like, it's kind of how, yeah, I, I, there's a, like, there's a work mode that I get in mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I don't see the fucking pay cans. And then what I guess like a dude would be the right in the fucking thing. Right. You're fucking blind. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, fuck. Sorry. And then it's over, you know? Yeah. And that obviously does not work, does not fly with you. It definitely doesn't fly with Diana. Mm. So I'm I'm becoming more aware of being more present and gentle in that situation. Mm. So I'm sorry. Mm. I didn't I didn't I guess I didn't see them or I thought they were the same cans from the other time. I didn't I couldn't make sense of it or it didn't feel like there was enough of them. Well, that's what you said. Yeah. And it's there, like where where could they be? Because I felt like there needed to be well, that at was least the other three thing. or four cans, right? And you were kind of making get, fun of me for only buying two cans, two cans like that that that's it. And right, that's true. And I I was like, oh, maybe I should get more. And mm-hmm. so and then the paint guy came and he was like, yeah, 
you know, you, right. you definitely, like, there's no way we, we definitely need more. Well, it's also because we're painting our place and I knew how much we needed for our place. But so I, I had that in my head. Right. And I, but I had painted all the other rooms. Right. And so I guesstimated based yeah. on what I had discovered for myself. And it e- ended up that we did not need any additional Go fans. ahead. Just say it. You yeah, were exactly. right. Yeah, exactly. I was right. I right. was right. I was right. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, we spent $500 more than we needed to spend because I fucking like went with these two dummies. I didn't say... <laughs> I, I surrendered when you said that's what I need, needed for the other space. I was like, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, yeah. I gave no, over. Right. You did. And then, but the, then the other guy said right. what he said. And I was like, and, and this is a place where I just have to, like, this is for me to trust my own knowing, you know, mm-hmm. and what I know and what I believe and what I right. think and my experience and my wisdom. And I, I want to go on a rant right now. <laughs> Where's the bell? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'd love for you to go on a rant. Right. More yeah. rants from Angela. Right. I exactly. support it. That's, that, that's what's going to happen on this podcast now, people. Uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So. I understand. I mean, it's interesting. You, what you're saying, like, like that you are learning how to be more gentle. And I am learning how to be more forceful. Right. And come more strongly. hmm And not back down. hmm Yeah, no. Don't back down. No, I, I understand. I've been agitated. Mm-hmm. I've been really the last, I don't know, a couple months, I've been agitated. More agitated than normal? Yeah. In what way? Well, I think there's a feeling of being behind. I feel this mm-hmm. pressure, maybe because Diana's moved in and she wants to nest and new furniture and painting and so there's a lot of i feel the pressure of that like there's a lot of things that like i wouldn't i don't care if i have a couch and a table i'm good to go in a bed like i don't i don't really need anything more than that mm-hmm. but she wants nice things and 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 i'm i'm grateful for that mm-hmm. like i'm grateful that she wants to make the house nice i want to live in a nice house and she's got great taste and she's uh she's into it and it makes her happy. So I want to support that. Mm. But it's it, I'm dealing with things that I haven't had to deal with before. And that there's a part of me, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to have to deal with this. But it's the whole thing is causing me to level up mm. and take more responsibility. And just the space, like getting it ready and... So that people can rent it out. And so it looks nice and doing all the little things. And I, yeah, I just feel that everything has to be elevated. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and it's a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And 
sometimes it's just fear. I mean, my agitation is just fear. And I think, you know, I'm becoming aware of it, aware of the place that I get overwhelmed and lose consciousness, lose presence, and get grumpy. Mm. And particularly with Diana, because, you know, I go home and if I feel tired or I don't want to deal with shit, I, I got to deal with shit. Mm-hmm. I got She's there and she's been home alone all day and and she wants to connect Mm -hmm. and uh i have to figure out how to get grounded and present to connect with her i mean i want to connect too but i'm i'm just habitually i've come home and i'm on my own i just do whatever the hell i want i check out Mm -hmm. and i can't really do that anymore all right so but i really do under i'm understanding why men are uh grumpy You guys never stop. As soon as I get home, I just saw this new light. You got look at this. We need to get this. Okay. You ever seen that that uh, bit that Bill Burr does? Like any free time you have in your schedule, she's like, "Oh, we could go for a picnic." There's always some plan, and they're like little, you know, robots. Never stop. It's, you know, it's obviously sexist, but that there is a way when he says it, like every guy, like you experience some aspect of women that way. They're just like, they never stop. And you're just like, oh my God. But it's good. Well, yeah. And, I, it, mm-hmm. and yeah. like, I mean, and this, I don't, I don't want to generalize because I know that there's a lot of people that are not the same as us. And so- but with Ferd, right? I it's, there's something similar in that I just I want him to be present mm-hmm. with me, right? And we've talked about this, you know. Doesn't I don't think it requires that much. It's not that much time, but in the place where it's like, you know, where he 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 wants to be doing other things or he doesn't want to be present with me or. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of time. That's a lot of time. And in fact, when he is present, when he's really present with me, Mm -hmm. I don't need that much. No, I know. I know. I mean, that's what they say. The experts on this masculine and feminine, that you have to be present with your woman. And it doesn't take much. It's with your kids, too. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you're actually fully present mm-hmm. for even if it's for a short period of time, it's it's enough. They can they can feel you there, and I guess your nervous system relaxes exactly, and then everything's okay. That's literally what happens. I mean, for I, you it's know, really interesting. Well, you know, I had this. Uh, you were you were there at Ferd's at Ferd's birthday. Mm-hmm. We went uh, two stepping. We did a two stepping class mm-hmm. for Ferd's birthday, and. You know, there were a bunch of people there and a bunch of new friends that Ferd has made with the soccer team and, um, and you know, some other people. And, and when, he w- when we were there, like, I mean, I had a good time, but I also, like, I wanted more of Ferd's presence with me. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted, there was some way in which, you know, I told him, I was like, like, we didn't even sit next to each other at dinner, you know, and I wanted him to claim me, like... 
not not sit next to his buddy who was by, by himself, but I wanted him to sit. I want him to say, no, Angela, you come sit next to me. And then I can make the decision like, hey, no, no, sit with your friend, you know, like that. <laughs> That's what I wanted, you know, but I wanted his presence. Right. In, in, in that place. And I saw and, that whole thing happen, by the way. And yeah, did you see? Did yeah, I was like, no, we'll move on. We tried to make space right. for you. And, and you're like, no, no, it's fine. You're kind of. But I wanted Ferd, you know, to be the one. Right. You know, to say, hey, no, I want you to sit, you know. Of course. And. And so, and and there was just something like in that place, I didn't, I, I was like, I mean, it, it sounded ridiculous, but I was like, do you even love me? Like, it was just so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. went immediately to that. And, and he, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, but it's no, true. I know, I know. This is like, this is, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's just, this is the dynamic between men and women. And I, you know. It's just so interesting. It's really interesting to me. And I'm I'm learning. So yeah. So I, you know, like I, I just I, I said what I said and and I was like, I just you know, mm-hmm. I need to feel you. Mm-hmm. And ever since that day, he has made an effort to literally come and like grab me and hold me and like for a long time, like not I mean long time, like two minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long mm-hmm. it is. But I feel him so strongly and and my body completely, like my whole nervous system relaxes. Mm-hmm. And I am I'm I'm back in myself, I'm present. And then I'm I'm it's like me who's trying to move away. I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then mm-hmm. and then he's it's like he he's done his job. Or, right. You know, and that's yeah. it. That's all I need. Yeah. And there's something really, I mean, it's so beautiful. And I feel his love mm-hmm. you know in that place i really feel it and and i can see that he's he has to make an effort you know but there's something beautiful even in that mm-hmm. like that's his love is right. that is is in the effort of doing that right um of of just being present and I, you know i think that on some level it feels good to him too you know to feel me relaxing to feel of course. me receiving him mm-hmm. i mean it's like and like your presence is everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's deeply healing. It's mm-hmm. so important. It's so vital. I I, I mean I, I feel that way about you. You know, mm-hmm. especially in the workshops that we do. It's like you're completely present, and the it's wild. You know mm-hmm. what can happen in in just pure presence. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't take that much time. No. But I just want to go live in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> Not have to deal with any of it. <laughs> well, are you getting anything from it? Of course, of course. What are you getting? Well, you get the the feminine radiance. I mean, and Diana's very good at that. At... Uh, you know, radiating her, her love and her femininity when, you know, when I get home, she gets up and mm. comes and gives me a kiss and it's, it's nice. Mm-hmm. And some, I mean, I guess that's my complaint with her is like, sometimes she loses presence. Mm. Like she's not there. She gets right. lost in her world. And I'm like, Hey, what the fuck? Right. Where are you? Yeah, exactly. That's you true know, for me too. I get, I get very, I get agitated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Both children, men and women. 
it was so beautiful to watch you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in this class. This woman is is teaching. There's there's like one line. There's one side is all men, and the other side are all the women. And there's this one woman who's teaching. She's, she's like 65. She's been teaching for forever. It seems the yeah. two stepping yeah. class, and she's kind of harsh. <laughs> yeah, she's got the voice of a two-pack-a-day smoker for 50 years. I think she's the daughter of the owner of Broken Spoke, mm. um, the, the place that we were she's at. She's a character. Total character. And at one point, she asks you to step forward, you know, to, to like, you're going to demonstrate for everyone, you and your woman. Right. But just, re- just as I was being mobbed. Well, I was going to say... Molested by some Gilmore Girls fans who were drunk. I mean, they were like reaching yeah. over and grabbing me. So so Heather and I, or my friend Heather and I, we were watching you. We were watching this whole thing happen yeah. where you... So you're standing, you're facing... Like we're, we're all facing this woman, but there, there's, there's a space uh, behind you mm-hmm. where these women are. Mm-hmm. And I see this woman like she, like she looks like she's in shock yeah and th- you turn around and she's you know you can see that she recognizes you and you're you're very very gracious and you know she wants to take a picture of you and she's just like oh my god this is you know i, I, I this is my dream come true and and so then you know i look over at diana and she's very you know she i mean she's She's kind of standing right in the front of the room. She'll cut those bitches. Well, but don't, she don't let her placid face fool you. But she literally, like what you said, she's radiating, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. was like, "Wow!" And so then, right after that, this the the teacher comes over and she, yeah, perfect she, she grabs you. Yeah, saves me. Uh- <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to disparage the. They, they, they were just a little out of control. They were lovely, but they were they they were very excited. I think a little drunk. So right, it was a bit uncomfortable for me, especially because Diana's right there. I'm in yeah, the class. Exactly. And, and I don't. I also don't want to be singled out. Like then people are looking over. Like who is that guy? What is going on? You know, it's right. just, I don't. I don't want the attention. You don't. You don't want the attention. No, I don't. I don't. Then I don't want the attention. It's funny because I w- I couldn't tell. I was like, maybe you like the attention. No, oh. I don't. I don't want the attention in that moment. How did you feel about her? The the teacher asking you to come out and, and that was fine. Okay, yeah, because you looked. You know, you look very confident in that moment. And then she asks you who your your person is, and, mm-hmm. and Diana, you know, comes over and and you guys start to dance together, and it's so beautiful. You know, it's, I mean, it was just a, per, it was like, yeah, this is my woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she's like, yeah, this is my, this is my man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these women behind you are like screaming like, me, me. <laughs> right. They or calmed whatever. down though when they saw me with Diana. Right. When I came back. They were much calmer. They're like, oh, they're polite. Oh, can we just get one more picture? And right. Thank right. you. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was cool. You know, like I, I really felt the energy of like. This is my man. This is my woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I yeah, think we're everybody... solid. We're solid. Mm-hmm. We're committed. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was nice. It's nice. I liked. I liked the dancing. I was into it. I yeah. Get, yeah. I could. I want to get good at it. It's not. It's not that hard. Right. But I. I could feel like oh, I just want to get this in my body, so I don't have to think about it. And then you know you can play off that. But yeah. There were some good dancers there. Oh, really good. It was a scene. 
Yeah. There's a group of, yeah, all those young people. I was going to say, it wasn't, it, they, they weren't the older people. They were the young. The, the youngins. Uh-huh. And they're all, you know, the girls were all sexy and the guys were all studly. It was, yeah. a, it was a thing. Yeah. That <laughs> was really interesting. Well, I'm sorry that I was sharp with you. Mm. I, yeah. There's that part of me that's, I've said this before, where I don't want to have to hold that back. No, I know. But I also don't want to hurt you. Well, so it's, it's, yeah, it's just what it is. It is what it is. Well, I was going to ask you, because in those, in that moment, because I, you know, I hear you when you say, if you were saying this to some guy and he was just like, they're in the fucking room. Yeah, exactly. You know? That if I, like- it, But you're not I, a guy and you're not that person, so. Well, I'm not, so, but I can feel the energy in me that could go there. Yeah, go there. Okay. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, you know, because I think that there's some part of me that's afraid like that, well, if I go there, and this is probably my history. Right. If I go there, you're going to, it's it's going to be, I, I don't know what's going to come out of you, you know? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, my experience as, I mean, as an athlete, you're screaming at each other all the time. I mean, I played with these Armenian guys. They would not, they were on each other constantly screaming and yelling and vicious and swearing. I And then when the game was over, they were totally fine. They were laughing it up, drinking beers. It was like it never happened. Mm-hmm. It's just how they are. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 there's a version of that. I mean, that, that's the most extreme version I've ever seen. But yeah, there's a version of that that I've experienced with, with guys. And it just, it's part of it. And I like it. I actually like it. Like, I like the directness of it. I like that permission. It's like, I don't have to be nice here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember being in a game uh, in Vegas. We had a really good team back in the day. And we used to go to these Vegas tournaments. And we used to we used to compete. We, used to, we won a lot of them. And so I went out on a shift. And I don't know, I, something happened. I, 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 I made a mistake. I gave, I turned over the puck. And I came and sat down and my defense partner, who is the alpha, he's a big fucking guy. He just sat down. He just turns to me. He's like, get your fucking head in the game. Just like that. And I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I needed it. I mm-hmm. needed that sharpness, that firmness to like wake me up. He was right. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated it, mm-hmm. you know, and we would do that for each other. Right. I, and I understand that. But when it's coming from a woman. I know. I know. I know. N- from a woman? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, like if it's... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Towards you, I hmm. I wonder... Well, have you ever... Have you tried it out? I mean, we had one big screaming match, you know. How, was, how did I do? You did great. Yeah, exactly. But, but we, you know, we were screaming. I mean, it's like... Like... I would like a situation where if you came out at me in that way and then I came back at you, it would just be like, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Where it doesn't, it doesn't have to, 
escalate every single time. Yeah, I don't think it has to escalate. Okay. I mean, my mother's in New York. I th- I guess I grew up with that a little bit. It's partly cultural. Well, that's what I'm saying is that if I came at you, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that it's going to trigger like you're my mom. I, I don't think so. All right. Well, Depends let's... how you do it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. I guess we just <laughs> try look, it out. You look afraid right now. <laughs> I. It's just maybe. I. But I don't know. I. I don't know. I. I don't. I. Maybe I'm afraid, but I feel like more. I want to try that. I want to allow this part of me Mm -hmm. to be. And. Yeah, I I support it. It's like uh, there's certain guys I know when I was in Canada. Can I just say like. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, I'm aware, Dave, that there's there's a place in you that really. That doesn't trust women. Uh, yeah, that's true. And so if I were coming at you in a certain way, mm-hmm. it might be really, really different. Like the, in the place that's like that in that place where you don't trust. I don't think so. I think this is your I think you. this is your fear. I, okay. I, I think you're. No, I don't you, think you, it's you, true. You, no, you, I mean it. It when it's Diana's part of lost the re- her shit on me, I don't. I'm just, I don't react. Hmm. I'm like, it feels good. I'm like, okay. Really? Yeah. I can. I can feel you. I didn't mind when you were screaming at me. We got in a screaming match. It didn't bother me. I wasn't upset by it. It's good to feel you there. I'm just more curious. I'm, I don't, I'm not, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't, I don't, I'm not triggered by that. Hmm. Right. I mean, it's a, I guess it's a blind spot maybe for me. I don't know. In some way, I mean, there's ways that I, I'm, I'm scared of conflict or certain conversations, uncomfortable conversations, but there's a, a level of conflict that I'm not afraid of. If I'm out somewhere in public and I feel like somebody's being a dick, I, I just fucking, dude, like I, I'm not afraid mm-hmm. in the Whole Foods, wherever. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? If it, It's like, I feel like, I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm open. But it's fine. I can be more sensitive. I can be, I guess I don't, yeah, I don't trust. There's something I don't trust. I guess it's, it is, it is. Women have a different way of operating in the world. There's a, there's a different communication style. There's a different standard. There's just a different way of doing things. And when I get into a kind of work mode, I, uh, there's a way that I want things to be. And sometimes the, it's not it, actually just women. It's just a diff, there's a different style of approaching, solving a problem or taking care of a task that, uh, that yeah, I, I can get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just even at home when Diane and I are cooking, 
there's a way there's a way that she does it and there's a way that I do it and I I kind of have a system and it's it's efficient and I'm on you know it's a routine and I know exactly how everything's going to go at the same time and and I have a, a a timeline in my mind and if she's not on that timeline I'm a little like what the fuck mm-hmm. you got to be making the salad what's going on it always works out it's always fine there's never a problem but th- there's some part of me I'm probably a little rigid that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think there is a part of me that is scared. I could feel it right now. It's like, oh, God. All right. Because you're welcoming it. And yeah. <sighs> yeah. It is a... There's something about that energy. I mean, I hear you, right? Like, it, it, it's inappropriate. It's I go unconscious. It's a little dismissive. It's cruel. It's confrontational. Like you know, and it's going to provoke things in you. And there's a way in which you know you can make that bad or wrong. Not you, but one can, and understandably so. It's like, dude, just fucking don't be a dick about it. Just I don't see the paint. Where where did you leave it? Just be nice about it. But then I think about all the chiefs. Mm-hmm. at Sundance there's so many of them are just fucking assholes and I love it I know I know it's hilarious they're just cruel and there's something in it that it's so uncomfortable but I there's something about there's wisdom in it like they're challenging you like you have to deal with it right I know and life is yeah. cruel there's something brutal I mean the whole the whole thing we're doing up there is so brutal the, the 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 sweat lodge and the the heat and the piercing and the fasting and so when the chiefs are like yelling at you it, yeah it's annoying you don't like it but it's also it feels good somehow i i, I don't know exactly how to explain that well i, I mean i don't and know i have that in me is right. what i'm saying yes and and i am aware that it what it does, it, it forces this part of myself out. Right. And it has to come out. Like mm. this part of myself needs to come out and wants to come. I, I want to come out. I want to, I want to come back at you yeah. in those moments without any hesitation, without mm-hmm. any apology, without any shame or, or without a laugh, you know, I just want to come and yeah. just, and, and bring it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, that's where I've been wounded. So I, so it's like, I can feel it right now. It's like, like I, I, what what you just said, like, it's like, I want to make it about you. You're, you're the one who's going to be scared or you're going to come back at me harder or you're going to do something. Mm -hmm. So I, like, I can feel like I don't, I don't want to do that if that's what's going to happen. Right. But yeah, no. Like this is this is my healing mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and not just with you. Everywhere mm-hmm. with everyone, you know. Like, like I, I'm I'm aware of the ways in which I become more and more and more aware of the ways that I submit and not bring myself, not bring myself out fully. Well, I think that we all have to i i i think being nice is a severe disadvantage in the world i i i 
I think being, you know, kind and thoughtful and generous and aware of other people is important, but I think the people who are fierce win. I think you have to be fierce to survive in this world. Because people don't care about you. People care about themselves first, and they want to get what they want to get. And everybody's selfish in that way. And I think if you don't stand up for yourself, you don't take your space, if you don't take what's yours, if you're not fighting in some way, fiercely, I think somebody else is going to take it. And I'm not saying that everything is a competition. I think there's room and space for everyone. I, I do believe that. But I'm saying this not to you. I'm saying this for myself. I think this is true of me. That there's a way, yeah, I have to fight for what I want, take up more space, claim it. And people respect that. Mm -hmm. I said this when the election was over on Facebook. I said, the election was obviously stolen. You know, the Democrats in with their friends in big tech and big media, they rigged it in some way. Whether, whether you know, in some way there was a concern, whether you think it was the balloted, the ballots were uh, rigged or whatever, like in some way there was a conspiracy to stop Trump. Like it, it, it wasn't a level playing field. And- you know, you can debate whether that's fair or not. It doesn't It doesn't really matter. That's what it is. And that's what I said. I wasn't complaining or making Trump or, or myself a victim. I'm like, this is what America is. This is who we are. If you can, quote unquote, cheat and get away with it, it's fine. Tom Brady, New England Patriots. They got caught different times cheating. Spygate and the deflate gate with the football. Nobody cared. It's like they got away with it. They won. Scoreboard. They got the trophy. You didn't. You can complain all you want. They cheated. They didn't get caught. I think that's what it is. Don't get caught. I think this whole idea, I, I think, you know, even the most kindest people promoting all that, there's, there's still a fierceness to them. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that ferocity is required. And we, you know, talked about this, like the, the, that in order to really get what you want, mm -hmm. there is a level of aggression. Yeah. That is required. Yeah. And and it's good. That's what I'm saying. It's good. Yeah, that there's a positive aggression mm -hmm. that is that's in, that's necessary that's in all of us. Yeah. Not necessarily easy easily accessed like for me, you know, mm -hmm. uh because it's been shamed or it's been abused out of But it's going to it's going to come out in other ways. It's good exactly. Yeah, I mean there is also also a passive aggression. Mm -hmm. it's, it's you know, that's 
it's there underneath the niceness. Mm -hmm. um, I hear you. It, like that, that's true. I don't think it's the only thing that's required. No, I don't think it's the only thing. I don't think it can be completely unconscious. And I think if you're motivated purely by your ego and the will to dominate and do it at the expense of everybody else, I don't, I don't think that's a good strategy. As I said, I think there's room for everybody. And I think competition is healthy, but I think you can compete in a way that elevates everything. Right when I was an athlete, I and I wanted to win a game. I wanted to win against the other team's best game. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't want their best player to be injured or the to be the referee called some bullshit penalty that gave us an advantage. No, I want them at their best because then it forces me to be at my best. Right, and then we can evolve. Exactly. Uh -huh. Exactly. But in those moments, I'm trying to win. Mm -hmm. I want to win. And is that the exp at the expense of them losing? Yes. Mm -hmm. This is what life is. And so it's like about claiming your space, taking what's yours, not making yourself small. That's what I see. And again, there's a way to do that with your heart and love. But I think your heart and your love is also has to be connected to the, the force of your life force energy that wants to, that has desires and wants to expand. I mean, it's all, it's everywhere in nature. The trees do it. All animals do it. They're, they're claiming their territory. They're trying to take over more territory. I mean, trees literally do that. They expand. They're trying to expand their territory. They're competing with each other for light and water so that their species of plant can grow. It's just, it's human nature. So I want to give myself more permission to do that in my business, mm. mm -hmm. which is, it's, yeah, it's planting your flag and being bold. Yeah. I think people respect that. I think that there's a balance. I mean, you know, you have you have an incredible amount of ferocity inside of you. I think everybody knows that. And I hear that that's what you want to bring. You want to bring more of that into your business, which maybe you haven't in the past on some yeah. level. And but the 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 place for you, I think, I mean, this mm -hmm. is just my own opinion, but there's when you talk about allowing more of your gentleness i think that there's something really powerful in that. for sure for sure and yeah I, I think i'm opposite right i can see that and that for me to bring out more of my ferocity and you know i mean i have gentleness in spades you know that's the thing that people always say about me and so to just trust that that's there mm -hmm. and 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 to bring that out and like you can trust that your ferocity is there. <laughs> you never have to worry about that. Well, but but yes, yes and no. I think there's ways that I make myself small or I don't take up as much space as I could or claim what's mine. Mm. I think there's there's room mm -hmm. for me to be more ferocious. That's how I feel. Mm. 
So are we continuing this podcast? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, maybe there's a part two to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess there's going to have to be a part two. I guess my instinct in this moment is like, let's... So I feel I feel like something has to change. I had that instinct anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the format has to change, or we, maybe we bring Jana in. Mm-hmm. Comes a threesome because I'm listening to the All In podcast right now. It's mm-hmm. a great podcast, and they have four people. They have a moderator, oh, right. and then then three. They're like investor billionaire dudes, but they're very smart. They're and they're all they're all different, and it works. Yeah. Because you get these different opinions. So there's something about, and you need the moderator. But I don't know. I mean, we could bring Jana on. She's interesting. She's funny. Yeah. And we all have a relationship and uh, and see what happens. We could try that. I think it would be interesting. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see where it goes after that. But I think we should do an episode with her. Okay. Jana. And Jana. Jana Banana. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Beyond that, I don't know. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say something. I want to be an asshole just to end it off, just to, <laughs> just to annoy. I, I'm like, did I, I don't think I triggered anybody. I don't think I said anything. It would upset. I mean, I said a few things. Yeah, I hear in my head, like, I don't know. It's because I, I, you know, when I was at Univer- University of Toronto and I was in the English department and I just hung around so many um, kind of liberal intellectuals and they, I just got made bad by them because I was a jock. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And then I got into acting and it was the same thing. That there's a certain way of thinking. There's a kind of arrogance a way of being and my aggression was frowned upon and mocked and i think they were threatened by it but i felt hurt right that i wasn't received and i so i think there's still some place in me that has resentment but also that they were weak Well, and maybe there was something that you didn't see in them. What do you mean? Well, there was something that you didn't see. They they didn't see in you. They didn't see yeah. your goodness. And but they, I was giving them all the benefit of the doubt. I was wanting to connect. Hmm. I didn't feel like I was judging them. But I'm, I'm saying I'm looking back now, and my what I didn't see is their fear. That was right. masked as arrogance, like they know, because they're high IQ people. Well, they were afraid of your aggression because they were afraid of their own. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Right. And so then I shamed that part of me, and I don't know. I let I, I there's a way that I let them shame me. That's mm-hmm. it's still a part of me. There's some, and it's same, you know, at the core energetics community. Mm. Still, still that part of me. It's like. That's not free. Yeah, I, I hear those people when I'm talking, when I'm saying certain things, I hear those people in my ear oh. judging me. Wow. Oh, you're okay. too much. You're out of control. 
I mean, just just those people, just you say the word conservative. I, I don't consider myself a conservative. I guess, <laughs> I guess I understand how other people would see me that way. So I guess in some way I am, but I, I don't, I'm not affiliated with a, a party or a philosophy in that way. But in their mind, if you think a certain way, they're just like, oh, he's fucking conservative, like evil. Mm-hmm. Like that's the label. And so, yeah, I'm, I guess I feel defended against that. You know, Hollywood the same. And so there's some part of myself that I, I, I censor myself or I'm somewhat self-conscious about things that I'm saying. And because of that, I think it it comes out more extreme mm. than I actually think and more aggressive because there's a there's mm. a fuck you in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to you want to you want to go to war? I'll go to fucking war mm-hmm. with you. You right. want to fucking right. shame me? Go ahead, fucker. It's like that energy. Right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I just got to let that go. Mm. The I, I yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> just be careful just what I'm saying, people. Just be careful of weak people. <laughs> The weak, they try to shame the strong. Mm. Be a strong person. Go do your deadlifts. Take care of your fucking business. Don't get pulled into the resentment. Don't be a fucking victim. Make yourself as strong as fucking possible. That's what this world is. The strong win. And you're strong. You are strong. Everybody's strong. Make yourself strong and go for it. Don't, don't identify with being weak. Don't make yourself small. Just claim your space. That's what people respect. That's what everybody wants. That's what I say. Hmm. Enough? Enough. Thank you. Thank you.